Welcome to the Succeeding with Diabetes podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Wes Ward. Are you struggling with high blood sugars? Are you overwhelmed with all the information out there about diabetes? Are you tired of being told what you can't eat and still not knowing what you should eat? Well, you are in the right place. I created the Succeeding with Diabetes podcast to help you take control of your diabetes through meal planning and exercise. I want to give you the resources you need to successfully manage your diabetes and live life at its very best. Welcome to the Succeeding with Diabetes podcast. I'm so happy to have you join me today. Today I want to talk about overeating, which is something that all of us tend to do from time to time. In fact, it's something I have to admit I was guilty of last night. Uh, We went to a social function with some friends, and it was kind of a potluck-style meal, and I overate. And so these things happen, and it's so easy to overeat, especially if we're not being mindful of what we're doing. You know, eating too much in one sitting or taking in too many carbs throughout the day happens to all of us, right? And it can be a really hard habit to break. But we all know that over time, eating too much food leads to weight gain. And we also know that it leads to losing control of my blood sugars and my hemoglobin A1C levels. So today I want to take a few minutes to share with you some tips to help you avoid overeating. The first tip is to get rid of distractions. Whether it's working through lunch in front of your computer or crunching on some chips while watching your favorite TV show, Eating while distracted is a common occurrence for most people, and it's really an occurrence that can lead to overeating. It seems harmless. Oh, I'm just eating a few chips while I'm watching my favorite TV show, right? And I'm just going to eat a small handful. But I get halfway through the show I started with a full bag of chips, and now that bag is half empty. I consumed half a bag of chips, not even thinking about it. And so really, we need to be mindful. We need to limit distractions and make mealtime about mealtime. Now, that's not to say that you can't ever snack on some of your favorite foods while watching TV. What I would recommend that you do is go ahead and measure out an appropriate portion size for that food. Take that with you to the couch, consume that portion size, and really know in advance that when I get done with these chips or pretzels or whatever it is that I happen to have in maybe a little snack cup, that that's it, I'm done. And that way I can still enjoy a crunchy, salty snack while watching my favorite TV show without overeating. So just be mindful of your snacking during binge watching of your favorite shows. 
as well as just eating and consuming meals when distracted. The second tip to avoid overeating is knowing your trigger foods, right? All of us have trigger foods or comfort foods that we go to when we're feeling down or we've had a hard day at work and just be really mindful because that's an area that we also tend to overeat. So for example, if ice cream is a trigger food or something that you tend to snack on when you're binge eating, and it's really something that it's hard for you to exert portion control over, then it might just be a good idea not to keep that around at all. Or find a healthy substitute, frozen yogurt or something else. But just be mindful of whatever you substitute that with or a popsicle. Um, be mindful of the sugar and calorie count and carbohydrate count. Just make sure that it still fits into your meal plan so, th so that at the end of the day, I've not gone over my carbs for the day. But just be mindful of those foods that you know you tend to overeat on. And so one of the tips there is to, one, think about it and create that list. Because often things end up on our list of trigger foods that we don't initially think about. But we all know that there are foods that we tend to overeat. So create that list and then come up with strategies for how am I going to deal with this list of foods? Maybe I'm going to really work hard at exerting portion control. Uh, or I'm going to not consume those when I've had a bad day at work or I am feeling down and depressed. You know, just being aware of your emotions when you're eating and the emotional relationship that we all tend to have with our trigger foods is really important. The next tip for overeating is... Don't ban all favorite foods, right? It would be really easy to sit here and say, well, you know, we all tend to overeat in our favorite foods, so just get rid of all of those foods. You can't keep those foods in the house at all. Well, if that's not setting you up for failure, I don't know what would be, right? Because all of us have that, that child inside, right, that says, when you tell me I can't have, then that only hacks me off and I'm going to have. And not only am I going to have, I'm going to have lots. Even if it's a conversation that we have with ourselves, We all tend to have that response, you know, when we make this blanket statement of I'm banning all these foods. Restrictive eating patterns that eliminate many of your favorite foods leads you to feeling deprived, and ultimately can lead us to binge eating on forbidden treats, right? So diets that focus on whole, unprocessed foods are always best, but make room for occasional treats within healthy eating, right? This is why a meal plan is so important. Because if you have a meal plan, then you can daily, if not weekly, reevaluate that meal plan to say, you know, how do I fit in some of my favorite foods? Me personally, 
I occasionally like a little ice cream. I like a little sweet treat. So what I do is I plan for that. And if I know that I want some ice cream tonight after dinner, then I'll skip an afternoon snack. I will save those carbs for after dinner. And I may shave a few carbs off dinner so that I can have me a small half cup serving of ice cream. And we have these great little half cup serving bowls in our home that, you know, I can put ice cream in it. It fills up the bowl because the bowl only holds about half a cup. And that's great. And that works. And I feel satisfied. And it doesn't totally throw off my blood sugars. It's a part of my overall carbohydrate goal for the day. And I'm good. Swearing never to have another scoop of ice cream or another piece of pizza or another chocolate is simply not realistic. And so one of the things that I really encourage my coaching clients as well as my patients to do is find ways to fit those foods into your meal plan so that you don't feel deprived and you can enjoy a piece of chocolate or a half a cup of ice cream. The next tip is to reduce stress. You know, and I kind of alluded to this earlier in one of my comments, is that stress frequently leads us to overeating, right? We've had a bad day, we've had a stressful day, and I deserve, right? We tend to think I deserve, I've had a bad day, so I'm going to come home and I'm going to have a big old huge honking scoop of ice cream, or I'm going to, you know, eat this other food that makes me feel good because I've had a bad day. And so it's really important to reduce stress, to learn to deal with stress in healthy, non-food ways, right? So that not only I reduce the stress in my life, right, but then I'm not so triggered by it. And so then I don't feed my stress with unhealthy eating patterns. So being really mindful of reducing our stress level and just being aware of our stress level throughout the day. You know, one of the things that stress does is it causes the body to release a steroid called cortisol. It's a hormone that increases your appetite. And so Studies have shown that people who are chronically stressed tend to overeat, they tend to have binge eating patterns, and they tend to gain weight. And they tend to have a very difficult time then losing weight because of that same hormone. So it's real important when it comes to managing my blood sugar levels because, again, cortisol also directly affects blood sugar levels, that I really work on reducing my stress. And some simple ways to do that are to, you know, find some activities that we enjoy doing, maybe gardening, uh, maybe meditation, maybe using some breathing techniques, listening to music that we find relaxing. Um, one of the things that I enjoy doing is playing the piano. And so one of my ways to kind of reduce my stress level is to sit down and just play the piano, play some songs that I'm very familiar with, that I enjoy, 
Um, so I don't get stressed out of learning new music. Because uh, let me just tell you, that increases your stress level. But just finding ways to lower your stress level by engaging in activities that are not food related, but that really you enjoy and that have a calming effect on you. My next overeating tip has to do with eating fiber-rich foods. Foods that are, that are high in fiber, such as beans and vegetables, oats, certain fruits, help you feel more satisfied, and they help you feel satisfied longer, which helps reduce the urge to overeat. And so we know that eating fiber-rich meals reduces hunger and also can play effect in reducing uh, not only blood sugars, but weight. So finding ways to incorporate fiber into your diet. And what I will tell you is that that's something you'll have to work at. So one thing I do is take a fiber supplement every day just to add in some fiber, but also choosing nuts and high fiber fruits and vegetables to eat. Uh, are really helpful in curbing my hunger. So research some high fiber foods, find some, some that you enjoy, and find ways to incorporate those into your meal plan. The next suggestion is eating regular meals. You know, when we're attempting to control our blood sugars, it's real important to eat regular meals because that spreads your blood sugar throughout the day. It causes it to be more level instead of having more of a roller coaster type experience with blood sugars. So eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day at about the same time is actually really important. Um, so don't skip meals. Uh, you know, I think it's okay to do some intermittent fasting for short periods of time. I don't really recommend that as an ongoing lifestyle. It's okay for short periods of time. But over time, people who tend to skip meals tend to overeat at the next meal. And again, this is why a meal plan with diabetes is so important. And in the meal plans that I work with my clients and patients to develop includes regular meals so that they don't get too hungry throughout the day. And so then they're not tempted to overeat at the next meal. You know, I mentioned the importance of filling up on fiber. It's also important to fill up on protein. And so when it comes to eating more fiber, I always recommend to find a way to incorporate protein with that fiber so that you're eating something packed with protein, packed with fiber at the same time. One of the ways I do this is to eat like almonds, unsalted, unroasted, just regular almonds with some fruit, uh, typically a fruit that's higher in fiber. So apples, pears, figs, things like that. And so then I'm getting my fiber and my protein together. You know, we know studies show that protein helps reduce hunger. 
And in fact, eating a high-protein breakfast can be very helpful in reducing hunger and reducing snacking later. And in fact, one of the things I recommend as a snack sometimes are like hard-boiled eggs or eating eggs with breakfast. Also, another good high-protein snack or even breakfast option is Greek yogurt. It will help you feel less hungry throughout the day and help keep your hunger under control. So finding um, some high-protein foods to incorporate into your diet as snacks and especially at breakfast is really important for setting the tone for the day. My next tip is to slow down. And this kind of goes with that idea of distracted eating that we started off with. But we all seem to be in a hurry, right? We have so much to do. We're taking our kids to all these different practices and activities, so we just stop and grab food. But slowing down not only my life, but also eating is really important in helping me to stay on track with my meal plan. And specifically, I recommend this when it comes to mealtime. You know, I've made an interesting observation of older people in my life. My parents, grandparents, when we get together for holidays, folks in their 70s, 80s tend to be really slow eaters. And then they tend not to eat very much. And so this is something that I've incorporated into my meals is to take time and to eat slowly. It increases the sense of fullness and it decreases your hunger, which goes a long way in portion controlling. So it's a real simple thing that you can do is just slow down when you eat. Something that I do is I'll take a bite of food, take a little sip of water, pick the fork or spoon back up. So one bite, one drink. Set the fork down or spoon down in between. What it does is it slows down my eating. And I also consciously work at just chewing a little bit slower. I mean, we're not talking about monstrously slow, but just a little bit slower. Take a few more bites of that food, chew it a few more times slow down a little bit. And I know for me, it's extremely helpful and not overeating at mealtime. It certainly makes it easier for me to portion control and just eat the portions I've put on my plate without going back for more. So the last tip I have for you today when it comes to meal planning and avoiding overeating is to plan ahead. Being unprepared when hunger strikes can make it more likely that you'll make poor food choices, but that you'll also overeat. So purchasing snacks and meals last minute at restaurants or delis increases the likelihood of making unhealthy choices. And if you know you're going to have to be somewhere where you have to pick a food up from a restaurant or a kiosk, I travel quite a bit, and I'm in airports quite a lot. 
And there aren't always great healthy choices in airports, but there are typically always salads. And so if I'm there at lunch, I always try to choose a salad with a light dressing or just a sandwich and some fruit. But I always try to be conscientious and I always know in advance if I'm going to be inside an airport at mealtime. And so, you know, I'll tell myself the day before, okay, you're going to be in the airport tomorrow at lunch. Let's make a healthy choice, Wes. Uh, let's pick out a salad or let's do a sandwich today with a piece of fruit. Though I may pay more for those foods, it certainly pays off in the long run when it comes to managing my portion control as well as adhering to my meal plan. So make sure that you keep healthy snacks on hand. You know, pack your lunch for work. You know, if you know you're going to be going out with friends for dinner tonight, then go ahead and look at the menu in advance and choose a healthy option so that when you get to the restaurant, you already know what you're going to eat. You know, if you've not listened to my podcast on meal planning and specifically the one on eating out at restaurants, I recommend that you go back and listen to that. I think that when it comes to eating out, it will be really helpful because there are some really great tips and tricks and strategies there for dealing with eating out at restaurants, which can also be very challenging when I'm trying to manage diabetes and my weight and follow a meal plan. So I hope these strategies have been helpful. I hope that you will take two or three of those, incorporate them into your meal plan to help you not overeat and to help you stay on track with your diabetes meal plan. You know, if you're listening and you say, golly, it's really challenging for me. I really struggle with meal planning when it comes to diabetes. I want to encourage you to download my free diabetes meal planning guide. It can be found in the link of the podcast description, or you can download it directly from my webpage at succeedingwithdiabetes.com. Again, thank you so much for joining me today. If you have any questions, please reach out to me through the website and send me an email. Also, if you're interested in coaching and you say, you know what, I really need some help with this meal plan that you talk so much about, I would be glad to work with you to develop a meal plan specifically designed for you that not only helps you manage your diabetes, but helps you still enjoy the foods that you love. So feel free to reach out to me and I look forward to you joining me next week for our podcast 